never rest. Good morning, good morning. It's the Georgia Show in the AM. <clears throat> Excuse me, good gracious. So, uh, coming off of a couple plane rides, I seem to always get the the sniffles off of plane rides. But uh, hey, we're back. Uh, it's it's been a few days. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. It's our first show of the new year. Um, holidays kind of threw the schedule off a little bit, and we will be back on normal Sunday night, Tuesday, Thursday, Bark After Dark on Monday, all of that stuff starting next week. Uh, but here we are, me and Palmer with you this morning to talk about all the stuff that has gone on for Georgia since that, uh, you know, squeaky, you know, I mean, nip and tuck game in the Orange Bowl. Um, you know, Georgia barely got by in that one. And uh, we're ready to talk about kind of what has gone on since, which is a lot of NFL draft declarations and a lot of uh, a lot of um, or a couple of portal entries. And uh, there's still more to go. We still got a lot more to cover and a lot more to talk about. Um, in the coming days. So, but Palmer, um, now that you're back home from, uh, from Miami, uh, what's the word? Yeah. You know, like you said, it's, it's just been a lot of uh, paying attention to this draft stuff and keeping guys on, on social media alerts and uh, you know, just it's, it's the wait and wait and see type game. Um, You know, we, we, we feel good about uh, you know, kind of our, our gut feelings on most of these guys. Um, but, uh, you know, n- none of it is official until it's official. And, um, you know, so it's it's adjusting the scholarship count. It's, uh, you know, getting getting all those stories ready to roll. And that can happen at any point. It can happen when you're at the grocery store. It can happen when you're, uh, you know, watching, watching college basketball. It can happen during a college football playoff game. So, uh, you know, like you, it's it's been a little chaotic. But, um, yeah, I mean, just – I think that both of us, we saw that Georgia game on Saturday, um, getting the days all mixed up here now, saw that game on Saturday, watched the games on Monday, and I mean, I don't know about you, Jake, but I I certainly walked away feeling like, you know, there's no, I understand why Georgia did not make the college football playoff. Um, I still felt like they were one of the best four teams, and I certainly feel that way after having watched those games. I feel like, you know, and I put it in rest and react on Sunday. After watching Georgia, Florida State, folks were reminded why this Georgia Bulldogs team was one of the best four teams in the country all year, number one team in the country all year. Um, and you know, just a little bit surprising to see, not all too surprising, but, um, you know, to see them lose by three points and miss out on a shot at a national championship. I'm really glad to see that we're going to a 12 team playoff here. Well, I'm not glad for the 12 team playoff. I, I still hate it, but you know, that's neither here nor there. What, what is, is that Georgia? You, I, would you Georgia, rather it stay at four? Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, again, that's neither here nor there. That's a, that's a deeper conversation. I, um, I I just I, I hate I hate the idea of twelve team playoffs and a bunch of access and um, the idea that you could drop a game um, to rest people and and all that stuff. Like you know, I, I'm you know, it's I, I like the fourteen playoff better. I'll be fine with the twelve team playoff, but I mean, it's it's just we're just we're never going to be satisfied. <clears throat> I mean, we're just it's just not going to happen. I mean. 
Now the NCAA tournament had you know sixty four teams in at one time, and then they had to add four more too. So at some but point to, we're going to end up with too many. To me, and and we won't get too deep into this conversation, but to me, I think that you know at at four you are leaving out national championship caliber teams. At twelve, that occasionally 12, thirteen. Sometimes yeah. we haven't been able to. Well, sometimes we haven't been able to fend. Most of the time, we haven't been able to fill the four up with national championship caliber teams. Yeah, because yeah. there's been an absolute you know, pumping of, uh, of great proportions in most of these four team playoffs, you know, you know, yeah, and, nothing and, and, type and, stuff. And that is right. I might be a prisoner of the moment in the fact that we saw two really good teams or two really good games on, on Monday night and, and that there was a really good team. And that's all and, and this year. You're right. I, I totally believe it. I mean, this year, hundred percent 12 team playoff would have been great this year, but and, you and, can't and, do it one year, not the other and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's, to it's almost like, it's almost like if you settled for six or eight, um, you know, eight probably would work better than six, but six, you can still work in the buys there. It's almost like if you had that, it, it, that's probably the happy medium there between, uh, you know, too little with four, which I see as a flawed system because you have five power conferences and obviously you're not going to have that going forward, but five power conferences that don't overlap enough to truly know which one is deserving of being left out, which one maybe is deserving of getting two teams in, um, you know, and I, that's I my like problem with the, the playoff number. in general. My, my, my problem with the playoff in general is we, we will never have NFL level overlap to truly, you know, enjoy a playoff and all of that stuff, but rather than let's let's hop off the rabbit trail here for a little bit. Um, Brock Bowers announces yesterday that he's leaving. Um, that you know is hundred percent expected, but obviously you look back and you think about Georgia history, and you think about I mean, listen, I've said it on the show before. Georgia did not win a third straight national championship with Brock Bowers being the guy. Um, I still think you know if you ask me. Um, I still think he's the greatest bulldog ever. I really do. I think he is the he's the greatest bulldog ever in terms of he was the best player or one of the two or three best players on two national championship teams and one that I believe is the best team in the country. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to go throw a hissy fit on Twitter like some of the Florida State guys are doing. Uh, guys, you should. I mean, you're not changing anything, and you're just embarrassing yourself. Okay, so cool that cool that crap out. Um, you're not you're not helping anybody's cause when you do that. Uh, but you know, I think George is the best team in the country. I think Brock Bowers is the best player on the best team in the country for arguably the third straight year. And you know, position um, the way he turned that into a premium position within Georgia's offense. I think in in my mind, and listen, not everybody has to agree. I know some people are going to come in here and say Herschel and all that stuff, and that's great. Herschel was awesome. Brock Bowers, to me, is the greatest Georgia football player, at least in my lifetime, and I, and I think ever. Well, and you were on that train before this season, and, and I think that this season only added to that um, the impact that he had in, in, you know, limited time, more limited time than he had – uh, you know, the previous two years playing in just 10 games as opposed to 15, the last two, his stats weren't all that far off. Um, and, and the fact that what we saw in that three game stretch that uh, I guess it started with uh, with UAB and then Auburn, Kentucky. Yeah. 
that, yeah, that right makes sense. Yeah, UAB, Auburn, Kentucky. I mean, that, that Auburn game was was just unbelievable. Um, you know, the way that he took over and and almost single-handedly, you know, won Georgia that game. Um, if it's, you know, not not for him, I don't know that we're talking about, you know, Georgia as one of the best four teams in the country or or you know, even in consideration for a college football playoff spot. But um, you know, yeah, I mean, just unbelievable to see that and then you know, obviously incredibly disappointing for everyone. I mean, I, I think if you're just a, you know, casual observer watching one of the best players in the country go down with that injury midseason and, and have to miss time uh, was disappointing. But then to see the way that he came back from it um, was just unbelievable. Um, you know, and and I don't – I feel very confident in saying that he was not 100%. Um, you know, came back in 26 days. Kirby said that – you know, he he get, came back to give Georgia its best chance at making a national championship. The games that they had to play with Ole Miss being a top ten team and and Tennessee a tough road test and and then eventually an SEC championship game. Um, those three that he played in after the injury. Um, you know, Georgia needed nineteen um, and, and they had him, but not a hundred percent number nineteen. And and it would have been interesting to see. Um, but you know, all things aside, Brock Bowers, I, I think that you definitely, definitely have a case for, uh, you know, him as, as the greatest Georgia player of all time. And then uh, on top of that, I mean, Javon Bullard, uh, Kamari Lasseter, Marius Mims, Tyke Smith, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, Dejan Edwards, Kendall Milton, and Lab McConkey have all declared for the NFL draft. None of those a big surprise. I think Georgia was hoping that it could hold on to, you know, as many of uh, uh, Bullard, Tyke Smith, and, and Lab McConkey as it could. Um, ultimately, all three guys end up moving on. Um, I think all three – I think all of those – you know, I think George is well-equipped to handle all of those situations. But what it also has going on here now, Palmer, is that there is 48 hours left or less than 48 – excuse me, hours left in this transfer portal window for Georgia – and, uh, you know, Georgia had one enter last night and Julian Humphrey. We've got some, some, some very updated news over at Dogs HQ. Run on over there and check it out. Um, you know, it's Rusty posted this morning. It's scoop. It's not something we're going to share here on a free platform. It's something that is for our members over at Dogs HQ. You get that one month, one dollar. Uh, check us out. But um, ultimately, uh, Javon, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Julian Humphrey, after flirting with the portal, then you know and we reported that uh basically saying he was not he was coming back and then now he's basically saying he's entering the portal no basically about saying that he was coming yeah back. he's yeah, I mean, he, yeah he, he's he tweeted out i'm i'm coming back so where does that I'm take Georgia? yeah 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 said he wasn't yeah said he wasn't leaving did the same thing as daniel harris so um, you know, obviously, I think if Georgia were to lose both of those guys, Daniel Harris and Julian Humphrey, it'd be a much bigger deal than losing one of those guys. Um, but at the end of the day, I know Georgia would like to hold on to both. Um, Palmer, looking at that, you know, how how much of a strain does that put on Georgia in uh, in in 2024? Um, you know, Julian Humphrey's not in the portal as of yet, but uh, if he does as he says he's going to do and enters, what what's going on? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're playing a numbers game with the scholarship distribution and, um, you know, uh, as things stand, they are two over, um, the 85, the allotted 85, 
um, if my numbers are correct. Um, and, and, you know, they've got two guys that have very, you know, what, what we think are probably pretty clear draft decisions to make Cedric Van Pran and uh, Xavier Truss. Um, you know, both those guys could come back, um, but both those guys have played a lot of football in red and black. And, and so, uh, you know, would absolutely make sense to see them go on, um, you know, move on to the next level. Um, and if those two guys do, then you're looking at, uh, you know, Georgia and, um, and, and, you know, hitting that 85 number. Um, but you know, there's, like you said, 48 hours to, uh, you know, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jake, they don't have to be at 85 for the spring. No. Um, because you've got what six kids that, that aren't going to be enrolling early that are going to be summer entries. Um, I, I mean, you know, they, yeah, they've six got or seven. Six yeah, or seven. A, a handful of kids that are not going to be early enrollees. So, you know, they, they, they're in no danger of, you know, and, and, you know, things can be worked out and arranged and all that, but they're in no danger of, you know, being, in trouble this spring, like, Hey, we've, we've got to get rid of guys right now. Um, you know, ultimately that's a, that's a problem down the road. And there is another portal period, um, a, a shorter one. Um, believe this one, the, the spring one's going to be 15 days as opposed to the, uh, 30 that we saw for this one. Um, but you know, th- so there's probably still going to be guys that enter the portal, um, you know, after the spring and, and Georgia may not be done taking guys from the portal or adding guys, um, you know, to its, uh, you know, to its roster. So, you know, this, this roster still is very much in flux. um, But, you know, I I think that we have a lot clearer of a picture, um, you know, now than we did, um, you know, just a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago um, on, on who's going to be in Athens and and who's not going to be. Junkyard dog. Uh, listen, I don't know if you heard this or not. Brock says he is coming back. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I'm, I'm don't just, do that I, to us, Jake. I don't do about that to you us. Like five seconds of, of time to ruminate on that. No, he he he's he did announce last night that he's leaving. Um, that guys, that was a decision I'm pretty sure was made like two or three weeks ago. Um, you know, but I think Brock just kind of wanted the specific time to you know wait till the time was right to announce it. Um, and listen, I think Georgia's going to have some good news here in the next few days, too, with guys returning. Um, I don't know if anybody will announce anything. Nazir Stackhouse says, uh, told us after the uh, Orange Bowl that he was going to wait uh, and he was going to have something out by January 3rd. Um, today's the day uh, for him. So, you know, and, and right now I would lean towards him coming back. Warren Brinson is another guy. Tate Radledge is another. Um, I think, you know, you talk about line of scrimmage guys, you love having fourth, fifth, sixth year guys up front. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think Georgia's done adding from the portal. I don't think Georgia's done um, losing to the portal. Um, you know, I think they're probably still going to be so much stuff. But I would say this, Palmer, and this is something that Georgia fans can maybe take some solace in. Okay, I think it's mostly over. All right, I think I think all most of it is behind you. I mean, when you start talking about all the guys that have, de- you know, de- declared and 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 all the guys that could, um, you know, uh, enter the portal or, or seem, you know. Uh, all the guys that seem to make sense to enter the portal, I think most of that is over. Um, now, is there going to be another two or three guys? Probably so. And is Georgia going to take another two or three guys? Very, very possible. 
Um, but ultimately, that's where we're at. And listen, it's been a wild, wild 30 days. Okay, uh, 31 days now. Um, it has been a wild time, and we've had it covered for you over at Dogs HQ. But I tell you, man, it's it's. Uh, I'm not one of these people. Like, this has got to change. Um, it sucks. Um, I kind of enjoy it because it. The past 30 days have flown by with all the work we've had to do. I enjoy having the work to do. Um, but listen, this all. I know it sucks for you guys to see guys leave and come, but don't be a prisoner of the moment and understand that guys are going to leave your program when they're not getting a chance to play. And about 95 to 98% of these guys that have left Georgia's program are non-starters who aren't even who, – who you may think they're, they're a shoe-in, right? I mean, you guys may think that, hey, listen, we want to keep this guy around till year four, um, and, and maybe he can start then. It's not the way the sport works anymore. Uh, Stetson Bennett's Carson Becks, Brock, even Brock Vandergrift, who did, tr- who did transfer, but only after being in the program for three years. Those guys don't grow on trees anymore. Well, and, and the other thing is that people, uh, you know, uh, if these guys stick around for much longer, um, you know, uh, in a lot of these cases, you're taken away from what you can bring in in the future. It's, you know, you're, you're taken away from, you know, f- fans would be saying, well, why can we, you know, only take 23 kids in this signing class? Well, it's because you've got five guys that are hanging around. Um, you know, not, you know, just, just eating into the scholarship count and not playing and not contributing and, um, you know, not really ever looking like they might, um, you know, and, and so that's the, um, you know, that's the flip side of the, the transfer portal. And, um, you know, again, I, I completely agree with you there that experience is, you know, a great, uh, great thing to have in college football these days. Um, and, and you would love to be having a bunch of, you know, fourth and fifth year guys that that eventually earn their opportunities. But, um, you know, Georgia has brought in several, several, several talented young guys that, um, you know, we're, we're seeing get opportunities in their first or second seasons because, um, you know, the door is opened for, you know, it's it's basically a talent in and ceiling versus, um, you know, experience debate that you have. Uh, with the transfer portal here and you know would you rather have a bunch of guys that are on the older side and be limited in the number of young guys that you can take or uh or the flip side and you know that that means do you want to take a ton from the portal or do you want to build through recruiting do you want to um you know rely on the guys that are uh have been in your program for a little while or do you want to uh you know build you know and and look look new every year um and that's the interesting part of the transfer portal all right, folks. Well, listen, come on over to Dogs HQ, $1 for one month. And uh, also, I would be remiss if I did not bring up our partners over at Prize Picks. All right. Now, these guys, promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, you get a deposit match up to 100 bucks, And uh, they've already got their national championship picks up. And listen, I'm fired up about this national championship game. I really am. No SEC team in. Um, you know, no fans, uh, unlike previous years, trying to ride Georgia's coattails or Alabama's coattails or anything like that. Um, this is uh, Washington, Michigan. Um, I like the newness of it. I like the way that it, that it all looks. I, you know, colors, listen, new colors, new colors. Yeah, we got purple in the national championship game, like real big time purple, not like the LSU accent purple that they don't really. We had purple buy last year, Jake. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> We did. I forgot about that. But hey, that was also an accent purple. They were in white purple. They were in, they didn't have like their heavy purple on. 
Uh, but, um, you know, again, like you said, new colors. Got a little blue in the national championship game um, as well, which is something we have not had in the national championship game the past two years. So uh, so a little, little bit of that navy in there. Um, Palmer, what do you like in this game? I, I'm a big fan of – listen, I, I'm done I'm done taking unders on Michael Penix. Give me the over. Give me the over on Michael Penix. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, looking at the way that uh, they played that game on, on Monday – um, you certainly like that. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I might be willing to go. God, I mean, I, if that, you listen to this re- on the podcast, it's, it's over 20, 20 uh, 297 and, and a half on Michael Penix. Yeah. And, and that's a really good number on McCarthy there too. 200. Um, you know, I, I, it's a Washington defense that's susceptible to giving up some plays and, um, you know, bend, but don't break. Um, so I don't know there, you know, and, and I think that if you were going to go with the uh, with the more on Penix, I mean, you, you just got to shoe in more on Roma Dunze, um, you know, as well. And so, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of Washington guys, but I, I think this Michigan team is, is certainly capable of, of competing as well. And um, I, I would take I think I would take more 18 and a half rushing yards for McCarthy. Um, yeah, that that feels that feels like stealing a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a low number. Um, I wish I wish I could get that Blake Corum number a little bit lower um, than a hundred, but you know, a, a kid that's certainly capable of, of topping it, I absolutely would take you know anytime touchdown here with Roma Dunze. Um, you know, rushing and receiving scores. I love I love the Blake Corum over there because of how Texas kind of, especially how Texas just consistently had success running the ball. I mean, I honestly think that, um, you know, listen, I didn't get a chance to pay attention closely to that whole game, but I, based on how it was going early on, I felt like if Texas kind of committed to the run game, they'd have won that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, and I think this the clock management of this game will be interesting because you've got a team that, uh, you know, it looks like if, if they could air it out every play, you know, they, they might score every play in Washington and then a team in Michigan uh, that, that, you know, plays really good defense, but also, uh, you know, relies on its run game a little bit. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game to watch, um, you know, for sure. And, um, you know, prize pick certainly makes it an interesting way to watch. Um, like you said, a hundred percent promo code, uh, dogs, D a W G S a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars and, uh, you know, a great way to get involved, uh, you know, here, if you haven't done it already, you know, first deposit, hundred percent, uh, deposit match up to a hundred dollars. D-A-W-G-S. Uh, Jake and I have had a lot of fun doing it this year, and uh, you know you can have a lot of fun doing it in this final game of the year. Absolutely. Georgia fans, I want to leave you with a little stat I shared with folks yesterday over at Dogs HQ, because I've seen a lot of this on Twitter. I've seen a lot of this on, 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 uh, on social media in general. Man, Georgia needs to get dudes on the defensive line like Michigan, right? Um, so Michigan, Alabama – and then Georgia, Alabama. I know the transitive property is not there, but let's look at something real quick. Georgia, 41, gave up 41 carries for 114 yards against Alabama. Michigan, with 19 yards of bad snaps factored in on back-to-back plays, gave up 43 carries, 171 yards against Michigan over four a carry. So let's tap the brakes, get excited about 2024 because – 
you know, after watching that Florida State game, which didn't tell me a lot, but except for the fact that the Bulldogs got back up for it, um, those of you that are listening to this because you're Georgia fans, uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna pull for one of the best teams in the country again next year. Uh, that, that's just the way it is. They're gonna be extremely good. You got Carson Beck back, um, and nothing was ever gonna kind of match the the positive. Uh, nothing on the negative side was ever gonna come close to matching or really even offset and getting Carson Beck back. So. Uh, take that with you today. Uh, we'll be back uh, later on this week with a little Bark After Dark and another Georgia show. But for this one, that's all we got. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>